Blog Talk Radio. Morning, pet lovers everywhere, and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm your host, Marie Hewlett, and I hope everyone is enjoying the holiday season so far, and you're all looking forward to a very happy 2013. For those of you who are holding out adopting a pet until after the end of the world date, you're good to go now. December 21st, 2012 has come and gone, and we're all still here. And what's more important? There are a lot of animals in shelters still waiting for homes. There should be nothing to hold you back now. That said, I have invited Christine Franco from the Irvine Animal Shelter to stop by and chat in just a moment about all the great animals at her facility and some of the fun public events she has in store for 2013. And I've also invited Mark German, a remarkable animal trainer, who may have some good tips for anyone out there who's struggling with animal behavior issues. We don't want any animal to lose a home because of behavior problems. Lots of great animal talk is just ahead after a quick station break, so stay right where you are, and we'll get started with the Pet Place Radio Show here on K-Mozart. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on K-Mozart. I'm Marie Hewlett, and my first guest this morning is the president and founder of America's Canine Academy and author of There's Hope, The Four Essentials to a Stable Dog. It's Mark German. Welcome to the Pet Place, Mark. Well, thank you, Marie. Thanks for having me. Uh, We appreciate any help we can get with um, getting the word out there that there is hope. Absolutely, and and that's really something that we try and promote here on the Pet Place because so often people will just give up on their pets and turn them into the shelter and say that they're bad pets, and we don't want that to happen. So let me ask you, how long have you been working with dogs? Oh, I've been working with dogs over 17 years. Wow, Um, how'd you get started? Handling, showing dogs, uh, drafting, doing pulling wagons. You know, I've just been with dogs for a long time, and I've learned what I was doing for a long time. What got you started? How did you get up, get into this field? Well, after I retired from the Navy after 20 years, it just, and I, I just wanted to, to do something different that needed to be done, and it was with dogs. Okay. Dogs, dogs can't boss you around. <laughs> you don't have to salute them. Absolutely. I I do make them salute me, though. Oh. (laughs) Tell me a little bit about your philosophy. Well, what I teach and what I try to teach people, I just look at a big issue and I say, well, how how can we fix that? Well, the big issue was all these, if you would, bad dogs. Mm -hmm. Now, that can range from a dog that jumps on somebody and that's all he does, bad, up to the dogs who can bite people, kill other animals, that type of thing. Oh, wow. Okay, so there's, so you there's take a variety of the bad dogs, if you would. Mm-hmm. And then there's the other half of the canine world, which are all the good dogs. Okay. That go to obedience training and do tricks and do whatever. Okay, okay. Oh. So you deal with both uh, 
um, special trick training, or if if you will, and and also behavioral problem Absolutely training. Absolutely not. Nope. No. 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 Uh, okay. Um, and that that was the back then. That was what people did. They did the trick training. Mm-hmm. But the problem wasn't the dog wouldn't do tricks. The problem was the dog was fearful. He'd been abused. He was in a shelter. He was whatever it was. Okay. That was his problem. Not that he wouldn't sit. Okay. Okay. I see what you're saying. So I went after the dogs that, you know, even if you would trainers didn't know what to do with them. Mm-hmm. You can train a bad dog to sit. He's still a bad dog. Okay, or has bad behaviors as we. Well, that's what I mean. You know. Yeah. Uh huh. You know. Um, we don't consider any dog a bad dog. <laughs> correct, and that's usually not it's bad humans. No, I can mention a few bad behaviors: jumping, barking, growling, biting, uh-huh. running out the door, barking out the window, running the fence line, mm-hmm. jumping on people, pulling on a leash, running away. Sure, and those are all behaviors that you'd want to change. Well, teaching a dog to sit when he's, let's say he's vicious, let's say he's aggressive, he's bitten another dog, he bit a human, me telling him to sit is not going to change anything. Okay, how do you go about changing a bad behavior? Well, I'm not changing the bad behavior. What I have to change, number one, is what the humans are doing. That's true. Because if you keep yelling at your dog, and you've done that for 12 years, and you still have to yell at your dog, something's not right. Mm-hmm. So how do you address it? Well, you would have to purchase the book. It would be on our website. I'm kidding. You're not giving away any of your secrets. <laughs> Absolutely, and that's, <laughs> that's where I differ, too. I want people to know this. Okay. Why not let people know this? Why keep it a secret? Okay, so you're you're going to give away the magic then. No, I'm not. I'm oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, all right, all I teach, we teach around, and I, and I train other people to do this. Uh-huh. Um, I had that's the academy part where I train people to to take this knowledge and go do it. Okay. And now you take this knowledge and go do it. Okay. So an ex, and it's an extensive program that they go through, but they come out knowing this because you can be taught this. Okay. You could be taught to be a heart surgeon if you chose to. Sure. Absolutely. So that's all I'm saying. There's people that want to be taught this. They just don't know where to go, and now they do. Okay, so some of it is in your book, and some of it they can learn at the Canine Academy. All of it is in the book. All I do is try to teach you four things briefly. Okay. So, Marie, all I do is come into your house, and I don't care what your dog was. I don't care what he did. That's not the point. The problem Mm -hmm. is you don't know what to do about it. Okay. Because you've tried everything else. Well, what are those four essentials? The first one is leadership. In my opinion, all dogs need because they're dogs, canine species, they need a leader. Mm-hmm. Now, if you think in the woods, what's the leader do? Well, he doesn't play fetch with them. No, he's in charge of protecting everybody and watching out. And if you, Absolutely. if your dog knows that it doesn't have to worry about that, he can be a lot more relaxed. Absolutely. And the second thing is he has to provide for them, babies, if you would. Mm-hmm. If somebody dropped off a baby at your house, you would have to, no matter what, how busy you are, you would have to take care of that baby and meet those babies, that baby's needs. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is a dog is a dog. Mm-hmm. It's not a baby. Uh-huh. A dog doesn't need a leather jacket for Christmas. He needs to go for a walk, which brings me to the second, ish, the second essential. Mm-hmm. Leadership walks. What do dogs, how do dogs find food in the wild, if you would? 
when I say dogs, I mean canines, mm-hmm. they have to walk and find it. Okay. Well, they don't get it before they walk. They walk before they get it. Okay. So and you're saying take them out for a walk before you give them their morning meal? Absolutely, and their evening meal. Okay, that makes sense. And and then people say, well, how far do I have to go? I don't have time. Well, none of us do. I don't have time to skateboard or rollerblade or do anything else. I can barely walk as it is. Mm-hmm. But I can walk my dog around my tree in my front yard. Okay. I can walk my dog across the street and back. Mm-hmm. I don't have to run with him. I can't run. So what, I can't own a dog because I can't exercise? So it's not about exercise. It's about just taking the dog out and protecting him and providing for him. Okay. So that's two. What's number three? The all packed. Let's say we took a bunch of kindergarten kids to to worlds of, to uh, Disneyland. Wouldn't there have to be some kind of rules? Definitely. Okay. You wouldn't want them to run away and get hurt, or kidnapped, or anything. Fall so or drop whatever. Drop them off. They meet us here three hours later. Uh huh. They're always, you know, protecting them, mm-hmm. providing for them. So they have to have rules. They can't start fighting with each other. They can't wander off. Mm hmm. They can't jump on the pack leader or bite him or growl at him or try to take his food. Mm-hmm. And therefore, they need rules. Okay. And, and, you know, the technique is a very simple thing because the pack leader, if he, let's say the pack leader was eating and another dog came over, even in, in your house, anybody's house, one dog's eating and that, another dog comes over to try to get some. What's the pack leader going to do? Well, if it was out in the wild, he'd probably snap at him. What if it was in your living room or kitchen? I don't know. <laughs> you well, tell he me. Would snap, he would do the same thing. Okay. The dog would snap at the other one saying, no, this is mine. Just hold on. All right. Because that means he's the leader. That's the dog that pulls the lady down the road. Mm-hmm. And her elbows and her knees because the dog drags her. Any dog. Okay. Wawa, it doesn't matter. So how if do you address that? If jumps on you, barks at you, or barks, jumps, barks. Humps, growls, those are all dominant behaviors. Pulls, that tells me he's the pack leader. Okay, and how do you change his mindset so that he doesn't think he's the pack leader anymore? You have to do what he's doing. Okay. So if he came over to me while I was eating, watching the football game eating chicken wings, and he came over to me, I, I have a technique that I simply poke him in the neck, in the side of the neck under the ear, just a poke. Mm-hmm. And I make a sh- sound. And that's an S-H-H-H copyrighted. <laughs> you copyrighted S-H-H-H-H? Um, <laughs> or just four H's? Right. <laughs> Get your H's right. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, shh happens. Okay. So we, I growl at the dog because I can't go, Arr. and then you do what I do, and that doesn't work. Everybody can shush somebody in a, in a movie theater. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Just shush your dog and walk away. Okay. It's not about commands. My dog don't have to lay down or sit down while he's watching me eat. Mm-hmm. He just can't eat my food. Okay, that makes sense. And if he gets tired of standing there watching me, he can go lay down anywhere he wants to. Okay. Well, what's your fourth essential? That's good nutrition. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. We work with a lot of shelter dogs, mm-hmm. and you know how stressed they are mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. only for not only being on the streets like my dog was, my rescue dog, and in pounds or 
shelters or whatever they call them out there, mm-hmm. or in somebody's house. This dog is stressed. He's got issues, or he wouldn't be out running loose. Um, so I know those dogs have issues. Well, the first thing the issue is people think about is, well, he's aggressive. Right. And so they go after the dog like like Custer's last stand. They go after this dog, and all they got ha- would have had to have done is approach the dog. I mean, I... Approach a dog, I could have put just put a little leash on him and carried him off. Mm-hmm. But they go after him with a snare. Yeah, yeah. So now he's scared to death of that and gets thrown into a truck, or it'll placed into a truck very gently. Mm-hmm. He's still in a truck. Mm-hmm. Now, he goes to the thing, and they take him out or try to get him out, and they still got the snare on him or not, they got to snare him again. Right. So it's a lot of stress. So once you get a guy like this home, you're going to give him a good diet and... You have to get, and you know they're good diets, they eat what they can eat there, but the best nutrition will prevent cancer because they can get cancers with all this stress mm-hmm. and with the food that they were being fed. If you're going to rescue a dog, the first thing you, one of the first things you've got to do is get him on the best nutrition that's out there. That makes total sense. Mark, before I let you go, let's give everybody your website information so they could get more information about your program and your book. My website is America's Canine Academy, and canine is spelled out, americascanineacademy.com. Okay. And where can they find your book? Um, on the website. Okay. They use PayPal. I also have a toll-free number. And what's that? It's 877-WE-WHISPER. Excellent. Mark, it's always great to talk with folks who work with animals and people to help create better relationships, and I appreciate you taking the time to be with us today. Thanks for coming on the show. Well, thank you very much. And, again, it's about getting the word out there, and uh, it's just different. It's not hard. It's just different. Definitely. Thank you so much, Marie. I appreciate it. You are very welcome. We need to take a quick pet place break now, but don't go away. Christine Franco from the Irvine Animal Care Center has some very cool year-end updates and plans for 2013 for the Irvine Animal Care Center. So stay tuned for this and more here on K Mozart. Welcome back to The Pet Place on K-Mozart. I'm Marie Hewitt and Christine Franco from the Irvine Animal Care Center is joining us now. Good morning, Christine. How are you? Hi. Good morning, everybody. Hey, you had Home for the Holidays, your annual event at uh, the Irvine Animal Care Center not too long ago. Tell me how that went. Oh, wow. It was a spectacular event. I mean, I hate to say it, but all of our events are great, but this one really, really (laughs) pushed the envelope. We were so afraid of the rainy weather that was predicted, Mm -hmm. and we went through the whole event, and the last 10 minutes is when it started to rain. But at that point, we were okay with it. (laughs) Good for you. How many shelters actually participated this year, shelters and rescues? Oh, we had over 40 this event, and it's yeah. just this is a, the smaller of our two events, but this event just seems to be getting bigger and bigger every year. So we get a lot of participation from our partnering rescues and shelters all throughout Southern California, so it's great. That's amazing. And let's remind everybody what Home for the Holidays is. I mean, you're an animal shelter. You already have plenty of pets on site, but yet you invite shelters and rescues from all over to come and bring more animals. <laughs> 
absolutely. You know, it's kind of odd because you'd think that they're competing with this, but ultimately we have a beautiful shelter here on, you know, almost four acres, and we have the space. And what a lot of these shelters and private rescue groups lack is the, the proper venue for them to showcase their animals and bring in those adopters. So what we do twice a year um, during the summertime and here during the holiday season is we open our doors and invite everybody to come down, and then we do the advertising and try to bring in as many adopters as possible to help these other organizations find homes for their pets during the holidays. That's amazing. How many were adopted this year? Well, this year was our record for the sixth annual Home for the Holiday. We sent 264 animals home within the five-hour period that the event was open, which is wonderful. 264 dogs, cats, and rabbits? Absolutely, and that is just amazing, and that does not even count the other animals that we were able to rescue that day as well from these other shelters. And you also do some fundraising, too, at the same time, don't you? Oh, yes. It's, this event has turned out to be a wonderful fundraiser for us. And at the end of everything, we have raised a little over $40,000, which comes right back to the Irvine Shelter to help support all of our specialized programs here for the animals that we have for adoption. Oh, that is amazing. It is. And one of your specialized programs is called the Third Chance Program. Can you explain what that is? Oh, absolutely. That is by far most of our staff and volunteers' um, favorite program. The Third Chance for Pets program is where we go to other high-volume shelters throughout um, Southern California and sometimes even farther up into Northern California, and we bring in animals from the higher-volume shelters that oftentimes have limited abilities to find homes for their pets, and we bring them here to Irvine to put them up for adoption. So it's a wonderful, wonderful program. It's truly life-saving work, and we did something very special this event, and we took in over 100, um, actually 117 to be exact, animals from these high-volume shelters, so that way they would not have to go back to their shelter where they would be at risk for um, being put to sleep. Oh, my goodness. That is awesome. You guys are so cool. I can't believe that you're able to do that. What, what do you think it is about the Irvine Shelter that allows you to be so successful in placing animals? Well, you know, I think we're well known. You know, we have a beautiful property and our animals, you know, we care we we spend a lot of time in the quality of care and the life that they have here. So our animals tend to be very happy and well socialized. We have um great marketing campaigns as far as our photographs on the website and we try to be as customer friendly as possible. It's all about, you know, trying to get these pets into the the right home and making a really good match for a family so they can have a lifelong companion. And we've been doing it for 30 years now and I don't know what it is, but Irvine just does it really well. You sure do. And you now have a new relationship with the Heigl Foundation. Yes. Oh, that is exciting. And they were instrumental in us being able to take those 117 animals um, at the end of the event. The Jason DeBus Heigl Foundation is a foundation that supports supports a lot of the L.A. area shelters, and their huge program is to transport. And what they do is they rescue animals from the shelters and find receiving rescue groups and shelters throughout the country, and even as far as Canada, um, where there's safe places where these animals can go where there's a need. Um, For example, there's a huge need in Canada and on the East Coast for smaller animals, and there's unfortunately an overabundance here in Southern California. So they've been huge in um, assisting us, and we've been able to take in more and more animals from the high-volume shelters, particularly small dogs, and find safe places for them throughout the country um, where they can go and find homes in other areas where they're in, in, in big need. What an amazing thing. Oh, it is. And you also have some uh, big supporters uh, out in the business world, too. I've heard that you're partnering with Subaru, PetSmart Charities, Perfect Wear. Tell me Absolutely. about tell me how did that all come to be? <laughs> you know, it's amazing because Subaru is a huge um 
proponent of animals, and their cars, their vehicles are made to really cater to the dog lover. So they've always been interested in partnering, and they partner with the ASPCA, and every year they contact us to say, where can we help? And they've been great sponsors for our events, and this year they were one of our main sponsors, along with PetSmart Charity, who is actually our top dog sponsor. And PetSmart Charities, as you know, whenever you go shopping and they give you the little option when you run your card to donate money, mm-hmm. that's where the money goes to, shelters throughout America that are doing good things. And they're so impressed with how large our adoption events are and how many lives we saved. They were um, a big sponsor, our number one this year. So they're great. And then Perfect Wear is great. One of our volunteers, her own business, and she's continuously sponsoring us and doing what she can to help the animals and support our programs here. Uh, That's wonderful. And you have a huge volunteer program. Can you tell our listeners how you can get involved if you wanted to be a volunteer at the Irvine Animal Care Center? Oh, absolutely. This is a great place to volunteer. We try to be as flexible as possible so you can come whenever you want. All of our volunteers um, start out by going through an orientation and you sign up online on our website. We just want to give you a brief rundown of what our shelter is all about and how you can help us. And then from there, we do specialized training individually in the care section you'd like to volunteer in, such as dogs, the cats, or the rabbit care section. And then you can come as you please. We just ask for a one-year commitment. And then the first six months, if you can put in at least eight hours a month so we can get you trained and make sure you're all situated and then you come and go as you please and it's great support for the staff and the animals here and that's not a huge commitment at all so absolutely not eight hours is is nothing over a month right absolutely and then after six months it's five hours a month so we really try to make it flexible because the animals really need them and we need them as well to help us so we really try to do what we can to make sure it's convenient for everybody where exactly is the Irvine Animal Shelter located well, it's in the city of Irvine. It's actually right off the 405 and the 5 freeways at 6443 Oak Canyon Road here in Irvine. Mm-hmm. And you can visit us on our um, website. It's irvineshelter.org. Oh, that's easy. Yeah, very easy. <laughs> we try, like I said, we try to make it easy for everybody. <laughs> there you go. Are you open seven days a week? We are open six days a week. Um, Tuesdays we're closed, but we are here in case there's an emergency with a pet and so forth. But adoptions are six days a week. Tuesdays are the only days we don't perform adoptions. Okay. Now, we know all about your big Home for the Holidays event and your summer similar event. What other kind of special promotions and events do you have throughout the year? Well, throughout the year, we try to vary it up and go along with the seasons. Typically in the springtime, we'll have our puppy and kitten shower where we're raising money and supplies for all the newborn litters and and the moms that come in that are pregnant and that are about to deliver their babies, and we need a lot of support with that. And then usually in September, we have our certified pre-owned event where you can come and adopt at reduced prices. (laughs) Certified (laughs) pre-owned? Yes. It's very similar to the used car market, but they're certified pre-owned, and our pets are all certified pre-owned pets. So... um, you know, we try throughout the year, when you check our website, we keep all of our events updated and on the first page. We have a lot of different types of events, um, marketing our senior pets or, or whether it's uh, reduced adoption fees, um, maybe our younger pets, but everything we can to get the community involved and, and help us with our cause of finding homes for our animals here. You mentioned marketing your senior pets. I know they're a lot more difficult to place to place because most people come in and they want a puppy or a right. kitten. Tell me about some of your special promotions for your senior pets which, by the way, make wonderful companions. Oh, absolutely, and I've said it before, our Senior Pets for Senior People program is one of my very favorite programs. You know, oftentimes we do get in pets that are a little bit older, and what, you know, sometimes just being more mature, they're less active, they're potty trained, and they just make 
great lap companions. And for there are older adults that come in here that are looking for the lower maintenance pet that just want that companionship, our senior pets often make a great match. So we have a program that if you're 62 and older and you select one of our pets that are identified as a senior, and they're usually around age 7 or older, which, as you know, Marie, is not very old for a pet. No, no. Um, the adoption fee is actually free, and it's supported by our um, donation program here that we will do that adoption for free because we do realize as well that oftentimes senior pet, um, our older adult individuals may be, have, be on fixed incomes, and we mm-hmm. want to be able to make sure they have a pet as well and not have any barriers and be able to get a companion, and it's worked out very, very well wow. here at the shelter. that's amazing. So a senior who's 62 or older, and mm-hmm. 62 is by no means very old. Exactly. <laughs> and seven-year-olds for a pet is uh, I know. not very old either. You get your pet for free. I mean, what a deal. <laughs> it is. It absolutely is. But it's just making a really great match, and it gets our little older ones out here a little bit faster than them sitting around and having to wait. So it's worked out really well. Christine, you are such an enthusiastic person, and I know that this enthusiasm and the enthusiasm of the entire staff and all the volunteers is what makes the Irvine Animal Care Center so successful. Thanks again for coming on the show today. Thanks, Marie. You're very welcome. It's time to take our last break of the morning, but when we return, be ready for Pet Place news and events here on K-Mozart. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewlett, and it's time for Pet Place News and Events. Today, from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., bring your pet to the Orange County Animal Care Center for a photo with Santa. All participants will receive a festive holiday frame with your pet's photo. The shelter will also email you a digital copy to share with your friends and family. Donations will happily be accepted, and all donations will benefit the animals of the Orange County Animal Care Center. For more info, call 714-935-6848. And now some really big news, so grab a piece of paper and a pen or pencil. I know you guys are going to be excited about this. We've talked about the Pet Lovers License Plate for California Vehicles. It's a special, unique license plate that you would really love to have. And by having these license plates, you'll be helping out the spay and neuter cause because these license plates, a lot of the funds, actually most of the funds generated go directly towards spay and neuter programs here in California. Well, as you remember, 7,500 pre-orders need to happen before the plates go into production. And we've been stuck around 6,300 for quite a while now. So, Pierce Brosnan, Catherine Heigl, and a few other pet-loving donors have donated the money for all of you out there who have not yet ordered plates to get free pet lovers license plates. So if you're interested in that, and I don't see how any of you cannot be interested, head on over to www.petloversplate.com slash gift and order a free, that's right, a free special California license plate. And that is all for me today. Remember... Pets Need Love and a Home Too. We'll be back next weekend here on K Mozart. I'm Marie Hewlett. Please spare neuter your pets and have a wonderful day. <laughs> 